Hello, people of Earth and Spotify podcast listeners, and welcome to this week's show. Sorry about the one-day delay. Huge hats off to all those hardworking medical workers out there. Today, Carrie Daly, singer Nick Jonas, Susanna McCardle, Mickey O'Rourke, the late Peter Falk, Molly Shannon, the late guitarist B.B. King, Amy Poehler, singer Mark Anthony, actress Jennifer Tilly, actress Kyla Pratt, TV actor Ian Carden, TV actress Alexis Liddell, all blow up birthday candles. Today is the date that 2005's Just Like Heaven and Junebug, 2011's Drive, The Postman Pad TV Show, 1984's Punky Brewster and Miami Five Shows, and 1993's Frasier Show all premiered. Yesterday, former WKKL general manager Sarah Colvin, actor Tommy Lee Jones, the late British mystery writer Agatha Christie, Prince Harry, Ben Schwartz, who voiced Sonic the Hedgehog in his 2020 movie debut and its upcoming sequel out in April, actor Tom Hardy had birthdays. The Proud Family TV show, 1976's Bugsy Malone, 1999's American Beauty, Caillou, and the 1977 Chips TV show all debuted on September 15th. Speaking of the Proud Family, yesterday Variety.com announced some exciting news about the upcoming reboot right on the show's debut anniversary. Disney Plus released a new list of actors, voice actors added to the cast of The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder, premiering in 2022. Among the new stars added to the cast of the revival of The Proud Family are Lizzo, Little Nas X, Chance the Rapper, Normani, Leslie Adam Jr., Tiffany Haddish, Lena Wealth, Anthony Anderson, Gabrielle Union, Debbie Allen, James Pickens Jr., Courtney B. Vance, Jane Lynch, Marseille Martin, Jaden Smith, Glenn Turman, Lenore Morris, Brenda Song, Tina Knowles, Eva Longoria, Holly Robinson P, Al Roker, Brentman Brock, Gabby Douglas, and Lori Hernandez. Additional recurring stars include Asante Black as Penny's boyfriend Kareem, artist Dubas, aka A Boogie with the Howie did with the hoodie as Maya's brother Francis KG Labowitz Jenkins. Raquel Lee Bola reprising her role as Nubai Gross and Marcus T. Palk reprising his ro- her role as Penny's classmate Myron. The Proud family, Louder and Prouder, will pick up the story of Penny Prouder and her family and friends. Many of the leading cast members from the original series will also return, including Kyla Pratt as Penny Proud, Tommy Davidson as Oscar Proud, Paula Jai Parker as Trudy Proud, Joe Mary Payne as Sugar Mama, Cedric the Entertainer's Uncle Bobby, Carlos Menses, Felix Boldarvis, Maria Canales Bearer as Sunset Boulevardes, Alvaro Gutierrez as Papi, Karen Martina White as Dijonay Jones, Soleil Moon Fry as Zoe Hauser, and Alyssa Rice as La Siena Boulevardes. Former WKKL DJ Nick Lazat, my old Jim Engelman, Jacqueline McDowell, rapper Florida, the late TV actor John Ritter, who passed in 2003, 
Director Baz Luhrmann and the late stage actor Nick Cordero were born September 17th. The 2013 show Brooklyn Nine-Nine, 2002's Ape Simple Rules, 2010's Easy A, which I talked about last year, 1999's Blues Drake, Spin City, 1993's The Age of Innocence, Kelly Clarkson's 2002 song A Moment Like This, the 1972 MASH TV show, and the 2009 shows Archer and Community, and the 2014 show Red Band Society, all premiered on September 17th. Medrick, Megan Roderick Baker and Lance Armstrong have birthdays September 18th, whereas Jimmy Fallon, the late TV actor Adam West, Alex Leonetti, Trisha Yearwood, and Johanna Corrales have birthdays September 19th. September 19th marks... The debuts of 2007's original Gossip Girl show, 2000's Best in Show, 2008's Igor, 1970's The Merely Tyler Moore Show, 2010's Broad, Broadwalk Empire, 2011's Moneyball, 1990s Goodfellas, the 2016 show The Good Place, and 1968's Funny Girl. On to the news. Despite a 53% tumble from its debut, Marvel's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings continue to be the domestic box office king, collecting, 35, collecting 35.8 million treasures in its second weekend in theaters. Notably, he's holding up a heck of a lot better than fellow MCU film Black Widow, The Secret's recent comic book adaption with Scarlett Johansson, which crashed pretty hard nearly 70% in its sophomore outing. The latest entry in the still-growing MCU proved Disney's pandemic-timed hybrid model where it simultaneously releases its splashiest titles both in theaters and on Disney Plus for an extra $30 surcharge. Maybe something of the past. Shang-Chi's enormous theatrical exclusive debut of over $90 million over the Labor Day holiday led the studio to announce last Saturday its remaining titles for 2021, including Marvel's anticipated Eternals and Steven Spielberg's West Side Story, will follow his example and come just to theaters before making their way to their its streaming platform 45 days later. His domestic tally now stands at $145.6 million dollars. Overseas, the film added $112 million. Now, it might sound like a low amount, but it makes sense because when you consider, because Shang-Chi hasn't even opened in China yet, which is one of Marvel's biggest markets. After just two weeks, his worldwide total is $257.6 million. And a far distant runner-up was 20th Century Studios and Disney's Free Guy with $5.8 million. After five weeks, the action sci-fi comedy finally squeaked past the $100 million mark with a new domestic score of $101.8 million, along with the $174.1 million video game points it's earned overseas. Its current worldwide box office score is $276.5 million. Limply arriving in third place was last weekend's only new wide release, Warner Brothers' horrific malignant.
Despite the pedigree of its director, James Wan, who both created the Saw and Conjuring series and was behind a little tiny so-called itty-bitty film in 2018 called Aquaman, the R-rated trailer only managed to scare up less than $5.8 million in its debut. Its worldwide box office total is just under $15.1 million, which by any means is a disappointment. One word. Yowch. The first, did you know that the first English line in Shang-Chi isn't spoken until about 10 minutes into the film? And it's the second film where Aquafina apologizes on screen for her poor Chinese. The first was 2019's The Farewell. On the subject of Marvel films, Black Widow starring Scarlett Johansson as Natasha Roma, i.e. Black Widow, as well as Florence Pug, David Harbour, William Hurt, Ray Winstone, Rachel Weisz is now out on DVD. Set after 2016's Captain America's Civil War plot, the $372.7 million worldwide grocer sees Romanoff on the run and forced to face her past that she left behind. Did you know that Johansson actually asked her husband, Colin Jost, who's an enormous Marvel Universe fan, to rehearse lines for with her from the movie, but he refused because he wanted to avoid any spoilers. Ever Anderson could secure the young Natasha part because she already spoke Russian and has a green belt in Taekwondo. Anderson, plays, who plays the young Romanoff in the flashback scenes, is Mila Yoyovic and Paul W.S. Anderson's daughter. Yoyovic's big breakthrough was in 1997's The Fifth Element where she sported orange hair and showed an impressive acrobatic and fighting skills, not dissimilar to Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow. Oh, and speaking of Marvel films, Marvel things, the first trailer and poster for Disney Plus's Hawkeye also dropped this weekend. I do have some sad news. The Grim Reaper took another legend Tuesday. Variety.com reported that day, Norm MacDonald, the deadpan comedian, actor, writer, and Saturday Night Live star, has died after a battle with cancer, Variety confirmed. He was 61. MacDonald privately battled the disease for almost a decade. Norm was an original. He defined American humor with honesty and blunt force. Jeff Danis, president of DPN talent and one of McDonald's reps told Variety in a statement. Dozens of comedians, including Seth Rogen, Jon Stewart, Ron Fuchs, and Jim McGaffigan, paid tribute to McDonald, one of the greatest comedians who have ever lived on social media. The comedian got his start in showbiz as a writer on Roseanne in 1992 after making rounds at comedy clubs in Canada. He joined the cast of Saturday Night Live in 1993, and the next year began his memorable stint as Weekend Update anchor until early 1998, where he was replaced by Colin Quinn. McDonald was known for his dry humor, non-sequiturs and impressions of Burt Reynolds, David Letterman, and Larry, Larry King, Quentin Tarantino, and many more during his five-year run on the show. In the 1990s, McDonald appeared in films like Billy Madison, The People vs. Larry Flint, and Eddie Murphy's Dr. Doolittle as the voice of Lucky the Dog. 
McDonald went on to provide voice work in the Dr. Doolittle sequels and other animated films and shows. He voiced Lieutenant Yaphit, a gelatinous, shape-shifting engineer on Fox's sci-fi comedy, The Orville, starring Seth MacFarlane. Rest in peace, Mr. McDonald. In much better news, SEO TV remotes, Harry Potter fans, The Hollywood Reporter declared yesterday... Helen Mirren is diving headfirst into the whizzing world of Harry Potter. The Oscar-winning actress has been tapped to host a four-part competition series, Harry Potter Hogwarts Tournament of Houses for Warner Media. The previously announced series, which marks the 20th anniversary of the first film in the Harry Potter franchise, will air first on Cartoon Network and TBS before making its debut on HBO Max at a date to be determined. I knew someday I'd get to Harry Potter role, and I'm so pleased to take part in the 20-year film celebration, Marin said. The films inspired such enchantment and wonder for so many of us, and it will be such a treat to reignite that magic for the countless fans who continue to revel in this spellbinding world. The quiz show was first announced in May as part of Warner Media's plans to mark the anniversary of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Joining a retrospective special, the four-part series pits Wizarding World fans against one another in a battle to be crowned House Cuff champion. The latest trailer and newest poster for Steven Spielberg's highly awaited West Side Story, starring Rachel Zegler, Ansel Edward, Rita Moreno, dropped yesterday. The remake of the famous 1961 Best Picture winner snaps its way to theaters December 10th. Britney Spears and Kate Hudson got engaged to their respective fiancés over the weekend. Speaking of stars going down the aisle, 41-year-old Fast and the Furious star Joanna Brewster is heading that way as well. The star announced her engagement to 44-year-old tech CEO boyfriend Mason Morfitt and showed a picture of the sparkling ring on her ring finger Tuesday on Instagram. This will be her second trip down the aisle. She was hitched to Andrew Form for 13 years before they split last year. They both share 8-year-old son Julian and 5-year-old son Rowan. It was announced Saturday, so moviegoers will be able to dive under the sea in 2023. Because the awaited Little Mermaid live-action remake is swimming to theaters on May 26, 2023. Woohoo! Good and not-so-good news for Bob Berger's fans was announced that day as well. The good news, the long-delayed animated movie based on the popular Fox show will finally be flipping its way to theaters in time for next Memorial Day. The not-so-good news, it opens on May 27th against two highly anticipated sequels, Top Gun, Maverick, and John Wick Chapter 4. Let's hope Bob's Burger doesn't get grilled by them. Sorry, bad burger pun. On the subject of 2022 films, TheRap.com reported earlier this week, Don't Worry Darling, Olivia Wilde's follow-up to her 2019 directorial debut Booksmart is arriving only in theaters in just over a year's time on September 22, 2022. The psychological thriller starring Florence Pug, Harry Styles, Sidney Chandler, Wilde herself, Gemma Chan, Chris Pine, and Nick Kroll 
takes place at a 1950s remote utopian desert community in California. Speaking of future movies, close your eyes and count to three. Not that long ago, I announced that a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory prequel called Wonka starring Timothy Chalamet will be out March 17, 2023, with Chalamet dancing and singing as the young Wonka before he opened his chocolate factory. Yippee! Tuesday, coming soon.net and declared Keegan-Michael Keyes is now joining that movie. Speaking of future films, Collider.com announced Monday, writer and director Ryan Johnson announced on Twitter that Knives, 2 out, Knives Out 2 has wrapped filming. We still don't have a release date for Knives Out 2, but with production finished, we can expect to see some footage of the highly anticipated sequel sooner rather than later. Knives Out 2 will take Mr. Blanc to Greece to solve another mysterious crime, but little known about the, its plot so far. The star-studded ensemble of Knives Out 2 includes Dave Bautizia, Catherine Hahn, Edward Norton, Janelle Monet, Leslie Adam Jr., and Kate Hudson. Johnson will once again write and direct the second movie with a third installment already confirmed after a $469 million deal with Netflix. Besides getting critical acclaim for its unique take on the crime genre, Knives Out grossed $311 million worldwide against a $40 million budget, making it a commercial success. The first film was also nominated for Best Original Screenplay at the 92nd Academy Awards. Another reason why the sequels have become so valuable and why the next film was so anticipated. The question remains, when will it debut? On the subject of Netflix, coming to the streaming giant September 15th is the dark fantasy Nightbooks, starring Winslow Feely, Lydia Juliet, and Kristen Ritter. Based on J.A. White's 2018 horror fantasy kids book, Young boy Alex is trapped by a witch in her magical labyrinth-like apartment and must tell her a spine-tingling story each night to keep alive. Upon befriending her servant, Yasmin, the two must use their wits to escape the apartment, filled with countless dangers, before the witch kills them both. Variety.com announced yesterday, Gwendolyn Christie is going from playing the stalwart knight Brienne of Tarth on Game of Thrones to playing Larissa Weems, a longtime rival of Morticia Adams, in Netflix's Wednesday. Christie is a series regular. The eight-episode series, a live-action comedic supernatural mystery that Netflix ordered in February, revolves around Wednesday Adams, Jenna Ortega, going to the Nevermore Academy. Larissa Christie is the principal there, and according to Netflix, she still has an axe to grind with her former classmate, Morticia Adams, guest star Catherine Zeta-Jones. Netflix previously announced that Louis Guzman will star on Wednesday as Gomez Adams. The website also announced more cast members for the show, including Isaac Ordenez as Pugsley Adams, George Bjergsia portraying Lurch, you ring. Isaac Ordenet, uh, Victor Dorbantu bringing Thing to Life, and Tommy Earl Jenkins playing Mayor Walker.
Deadline.com reported September 13th, the DC Universe is growing on HBO Max. The streamer already has a slew of DC-related projects in the works, some with serious orders and some others in development, including a spin-off for The Batman and a J.J. Abrams executive-produced takes on Madame X and Constantine. It is now working up a series involving classic penguin foe, Penguin. Deadline understands the project is in early stages of development and is being executive produced by the Batman duo Dylan Clark and Matt Reeves. The Penguin, otherwise known as Oswald Chesterfield Cobblepot, is a dapper mob boss and one of Batman's primary villains. The character has been played by Danny DeVito in Batman Returns and Robin Lord Taylor in Gotham. Colin Farrell is set to play him in The Batman where the disfigured crime lord is not yet the crime kingpin, and his likes being referred to as the Penguin. In the movie, which is out in March 2022 and is set in Batman's second year of crime fighting, Farrell reportedly wears a fat suit and is described as unrecognizable. Farrell is expected to star in the series. In theaters on September 17th and streaming on HBO Max for a month, is the neo-Western drama Cry Macho, starring Clint Eastwood, Dwight Yoakam, Horatio Garcia, and Eduardo Minette. Set in 1978, it centers on Mike Milo, a one-time former rodeo star and washed-up horse breeder. Desperate for work, he accepts a job from his former boss to bring his young son home and away from his abusive alcoholic mother. Crossing rural Mexico on their route to Texas, the unlikely pair faces an unexpected challenging journey, during which the world-weary horseman may find his own sense of redemption through teaching the boy what it means to be a good man. This film was shot in New Mexico, but it wasn't Clint Eastwood's first time directing a project in that state. He also filmed 2018's The Mule, in which he played aging horticulturist Earl Stone there. Cry Macho isn't the only Western wrestling up a DVD release this Friday. That would be the limited release neo-nor Western actioner Prisoner of the Ghostland, starring Nicolas Cage, Phil Mosley, Nick Cavazzavetes, and Sofia Botella, set in the treacherous frontier city of Samurai Town. A ruthless bank robber bandit hero is freed from jail by wealthy warlord the Governor whose adopted granddaughter, Bernice, has vanished. He offers Hero his freedom in exchange for retrieving the girl. Strapped into a leather suit that will self-destruct within three days, the bandit sets off on a quest to find the young woman and his own way to redemption. The film was actually delayed for a year because director Sian Sono had a heart attack and Nicolas Cage ended up moving the movie shoot from Mexico to Japan after Sono's heart attack. This is actually the first collaboration between Nicolas Cage and Nick Cassavetes since 1997's Face Off. Coming also into limited release this Friday is the dramatic biography The Eyes of Tammy Faye, starring Jessica Chastain, Andrew Garfield, Cherry Jones, Gabriel Olds, Sam Yeager, and Vincent Donofrino. Based on Fenton Bailey and Randy Barbados' same title 2000 documentary, the film recounts the extraordinary and out there rise and fall 
of televangelist Jim and Tammy Faye Backer. During the 1970s and 80s, the Backers were praised for the messages of love and acceptance and prosperity. They created the world's largest religious broadcasting network and a theme park. But soon after, a scandal, scheming rivals, and their own financial problems ripped their marriage apart and toppled their faith-based empire. How in the world did they ever redeem themselves? Did you know that Jessica Chastain does her own covers of Tammy, of Tammy Faye Baker's original songs? And she's six years older than Andrew Garfield. But in reality, the real Tammy Faye Baker was a couple years younger than Jim Baker. Coming to Amazon Prime Video September 17th, after delays of a planned theatrical release because of the COVID pandemic went sour, is the biographical coming-of-age musical comedy-drama Everyone's Talking About Jamie, based partially on the stage play. It stars newcomer Max Harwood, along with Sarah Lynn Cashier, Lauren Patel, Shobana Gulati, Ralph Einstein, Richard E. Grant, and Sharon Horgan. 16-year-old Shefford England teen Jamie New doesn't want a regular career. He wants to be a drag queen. However unsure he is about his future, he knows he'll be in sensation. Supported by his loving mom and incredible friends, Jamie will beat his bullies, overcome prejudice, and step out of the shadows into the glitzy, glamour spotlight. This film and the play are based partially on the true story of J.B. Campbell. And this film version removes seven songs from the original play production, but it adds one new number for Richard E. Grant. TheRap.com revealed September 14th, Idris Elba will officially reprise his role as the brilliant detective John Luther for a Luther movie at Netflix. And he'll be joined in the cast by Cynthia Revo and Andy Serkis, for years, Elva has been lobbying for the chance to reprise his breakout role in the movie, and that wish has finally been granted. Neil Cross, series creator of Luther, will return to write the script for the movie, and Emmy nominee Jamie Payne is set to direct. Zoinks! Now on DVD is the animated family adventure Straight Out of Nowhere, Scooby-Doo Makes Courage the Cowardly Dog, starring the voices of Frank Welker, Gray Griffin, Matthew Lillard, Thea White in her final film role, Katie Musisi, Marty Grabstein, and Jeff Bergman. Scooby's newest mystery involves another um, brave cartoon dog, Curves the Cowley Dog. Those meddling kids are Teen Sleuth, Shaggy, Velma, Fred, Daphne, and of course Scooby-Doo discover a strange object in the middle of Noah, Kansas, the backwards home of Courage and his owners, Muriel and Eustace Bag. They will investigate a creepy disturbance and try to learn what makes Noah one of the weirdest places on the entire planet. According to the Internet Movie Database, despite being Courage the Cowardly Dog's first feature-length film and the first official Courage project in North America since creator John R. Dilworth's original Cartoon Network series ended in late 2002. It will be the first Courage without any involvement from John R. Dilworth. This happens to be the first time Cartoon Network Studios and Warner Brothers Animations did a collaboration. And it's the fifth Scooby-Doo crossover with a Cartoon Network series. 
after okay ko let's be heroes teen times go johnny bravo and the grim adventures of billy and mandy also out on dvd this week is the animation sequel the boss baby family business starring alec baldwin james marsden jimmy kimmel Amy Sedaris, Eva Longoria, Jeff Goldblum, and Ariana Greenblatt. The Templeton brothers are back, but unfortunately they drifted apart years ago. Suburban dad Tim and his wife Carol are parents to super smart seven-year-old daughter Tabitha and adorable infant Tina. Tim's younger brother Ten Jr. is now a successful CEO and is never around, instead sending lavish gifts to Tim and his family. Tabitha is exhibiting more grown-up behavior, and Tim thinks she's missing out on a normal childhood. But a new boss baby is about to bring Tim and Ted together right in time for the holidays. As the big brothers bicker at home, baby Tina reveals she's a secret agent for Baby Corps. She's on a mission to discover what Tabitha's school president, Dumpster Armstrong, is plotting. She gives Tim and Ted a formula that turns them into kids for 48 hours so they can infiltrate the school undetected. This mission will reunite them in unexpected ways and lead them to reevaluate the meaning of family. Did you know that the Baby Corps logo changes from blue to pink from the first movie since the new boss baby is a girl? Shocktober or... October 1st is just around the corner. However, Halloween season is already in full force. Well, with Halloween candy and decor and streets, The Forever Purge on DVD next week, all four Jaws films, Swimming to Netflix today, Blade, the original Child's Play, Beetlejuice, multiple classic Universal Monsters movies like Werewolf in London, The Mummy, The Invisible Man, Dracula's Daughter, The Bride of Frankenstein, and Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman, streaming on Peacock, upcoming TV specials the, like The Muppets, Haunted Mansion, coming to Disney Plus October 8th, Freeform Getting Ready for the Annual 31 Days of Halloween, and the like. Now I have some, new, some big news involving a certain famous horror film. Yesterday, Slash Doc film.com revealed vital information about for paranormal activity and horror found footage fans. The upcoming seventh installment of the Paranormal Activity franchise has a title and officially going to be R-rated. While much remains mysterious about the return of the series, it is set to arrive on Paramount Plus in early 2022. Per the MPAA, the film has been tied, officially titled Paranormal Activity, Next of Kin. What's more, the organization has handed down an R-rated rating to the horror film for violence and bloody images and language throughout. Good to know that Paramount and Blumhouse aren't toning things down this time around. Unfortunately for the time being, plot details are being kept out under wraps. Paramount was cashing checks on an almost annual basis after the first Paranormal Activity became one of the most financially successful films ever made back in 2009. The ultra-low, horror-budget, found-footage horror flick became a downright pop culture sensation. Five sequels were released between 2010 and 2015. 
But 2015's The Ghost Dimension was the last entry, and the franchise went dormant for some time. But horror has a way of coming back again and again. To date, the series earned $890 million worldwide, so it's difficult to imagine that this one staying dead forever. Though keeping in with the times, Next of Kin will debut exclusively on Paramount Plus. It is a pure streaming play for the studio as it looks to compete with titans in that area such as Netflix and Disney Plus. Not to mention HBO Max, Amazon Prime Video, and many others getting in on that market. Worth noting, it has been described as a reboot. Paranormal Activity Next of Kin opens March 4, 2022. And big news, Bodyguard fans. ComingSoon.net announced earlier today it has been nearly 30 years since the theatrical release of Mike Jackson's The Bodyguard. And now Variety brings word that Warner Brothers Pictures is currently developing a remake of the 1992 drama thriller which starred Whitney Houston and Kevin Costner. The studio has enlisted Tony nominee Matthew Lopez, The Inheritance, to pen the screenplay for the long-in-development project. Described as a reimaginary, the Bodyguard remake will once again be produced by the original film's producer and writer, Lawrence Castan for Castan Pictures, along with Dan Lin and John Eldrick for Rideback. Further details about the plot and characters are still being kept under wraps, but the project has been in the making for over a decade now, with Lin attached to the project since... 2011. That's all for this week, folks. Join me next week as Krill and F9 arrive on DVD, Dare Hansen sings its way exclusively to theaters, and much more. So until then, my minions, or at least until whenever breaking news hits or I do flashback fun, stay safe, wash your hands, wear your masks, and watch lots of movies, either in theaters if you can, on DVD, or on streaming services. See you soon, my minions. Bye.